go. Good morning, everybody. Today, Be'ezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Tafkuf Beis and Maseches Psachim. But we begin with the very last line in Tafkuf Aleph Amad Beis with uh, one of the, with a valedictorian of Maseches Psachim. He appears everywhere. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. There he is. What did he say? Well, we were talking about the topic, as you might recall, a Hilchos Brachos topic. Uh, Barry here today, we have a Hilchos Brachos topic. So this just feels, feels like old times. It's an incredible feeling. Rav Chista had said um, that when you have Mizonos, we'll call it, right? Um, something that the Gemara and the Brisa refers to something that's Toin Bracha Lefanea Vila Achareha. Right, so even though, like we say, boring of fashos is also a bracha. That's true. When you have a chocolate bar, that that's also a bracha la'achareha. We're not referring to that bracha. We're ta- referring to more of a the orisa prescribed bracha. Like we have benching is certainly prescribed the orisa and the birchas main sheva of the right, of the um, of the alamichia. So when you have mizonos, and really the topic here, as we discussed, there are many ways that the rishonim and achronim. Uh, Say over this lamdus. I had the chutz of hearing of Ari Leibowitz discuss it. He quoted an achron that I had never heard of, and the svara didn't didn't resonate with me as much as the svara we said yesterday, which was as follows. The idea that we said was that when you are a kovea suuda, we'll call it right. So whether it's mizonos also or just a motzi is in itself a discussion. And like most of these delicious topics that we discuss in Avi as well as the topics we'll discuss today, we could go in greater certainly depth for sure. But be that as may, the Basic idea is if you're kovea seuda, so then you're kovea the food and the setting, and so mizonos we'll call it or seuda food, things that you eat like as a meal, the setting becomes part of the meal. That's how I like to. It's a balabatish lundus, right? It's how I like I like to conceptualize it. So the food that you're eating, the setting becomes part of the meal. That means toin bracha shalifnea velacharea, and so you sit, you are kovea the setting. This is where you're eating your meal. You're making the bracha before, and you're making the bracha after. Where I have in mind afterwards to go to Andrew's house. And I had in mind, let's say when I washed, that I'm going to transfer this meal. So then, ironically, what that means is because I am con- um, considering the setting to be part of the meal, then that setting, in a sense, is transportable, right? Because I'm taking the whole experience, the holistic experience of the meal and the setting, and I have in mind that I'm shifting it over to Andrew's house, which is to say, I can take it with me. I can take the entire experience with me. And the food itself, because the food has a certain setting of meal context associated with it, that is transferable without having to make a bracha again. Right, because all part of a meal. That's how we think of it, right? This is all part of one meal. Sometimes you transfer the meal to somewhere else, but it's all part of a meal. Well, a chocolate bar isn't a meal. So the chocolate bar, it doesn't really attach uh, to the setting where you are. And so when you travel with the chocolate bar, you're going to have to make a new bracha rishona, right, when you take said chocolate bar, shahakal, uh, to a different location. Okay, so Rav Chista had said, what we know, what we say, that when you take a mizonos, right, when you take uh, something that's ton bracha, you don't have to make a bracha. Now, uh, Rav Sheshes had said that so that something which is don bracha you do have to uh, make a bracha. Okay, fine. So now what happens here is Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak is going to. Oh, and then we had a brisa that showed that you do have to make a new bracha like Rav Sheshes, right? And we said unless you leave someone behind, right? And so now Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak is going to bring a, another uh, answer to that to that brisa as follows. I'm Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak as we write the Kapazim Alf as follows, right? This is going to make it seem like going out and coming back, is like, which is like Mishana Makom, is going to require the bracha. Let's see, Montana Akiros. Uh-huh. So he's going to explain who is the Brisa, right, that, that taught the Brisa with, about Akiros. Now, Akiros is important because uprooting yourself is mashma, that you're going out, right, from something. When you're going out from something, right, means that you're going out from a meal where you, make, you have to break, make the bracha, right, out of a place that would require a bracha achareha, right? And therefore, even in the context of Mizonos, right, that, that in that place, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is going to argue with the Chachamim on this, Titania. And now let's read this Brisa and we'll see what 
Rav Nachman Yitzchak means as follows. Says the Brisa. Chaverim shayum b'subin. Okay, so they're eating together. So this is important. You're sitting around and you're leaving. So this is, let's say, Shabbos afternoon, right? You're going to Mincha. So Akru Raglayim, again, implies that, you're, that you had a Su'uda. It's not a chocolate bar. You had a Su'uda and you're leaving to go to Shul. So this is going to be the Tanakhama of the Brisa. They say that you don't have to bench before you go to Mincha, right? You don't have to... Um, means you don't have to make a bracha achron, you don't have to bench for what you had already eaten. And furthermore, similarly, which is a way, which is saying that, again, you don't have to bench before you go to Mincha on Shabbos afternoon, and then you don't have to make hamotzi again when you come back, right, to your meal. That was the Tanakama in Brisa. That the only time, right, that you don't need to bench and then make a bracha uh, Rishona, again, when you get back, is when, let's say, some of the crew stayed back, right, and didn't go to Mincha. So Rehuda explains that if everybody left and everybody came back, so then you do have to bench before you leave, and you do have to make a motzi when you come back. So this is actually, right, uh, this is actually ruling, again, that you, even for, for Mizonos, right, you're going to have to make a bracha Achrona, and then you're going to have to make a bracha rishona, and that is in fact Rabbi Yehuda, right? So Rabbi Yehuda is going to be um, is going to be against Rabbi Chista in that sense, but the Tanakama is going to be like Rabbi Chista. So we have both of those, right? We have both of those uh, shitos in the Brisa, right? The Brisa is going to follow, right, uh, that the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, right? And then Rabbi Chista is going to be like the Tanakama. So we have both of those shitos expressed in the Brisa. So this is actually a fascinating idea. I just wanted to point out again the idea that a chabura of, of people also becomes becomes relevant here, right? When you own, when everybody leaves, so that's when Rabbi Yehuda said that you actually do have to make a bracha rishon or bracha achrona. It's, it's interesting to me that it adds to our formula that we said before, as far as creating the setting of the meal, right? So it's also the group that creates the setting of the meal, obviously. So, it's also, so we said that, in essence, Rav Chista is going, right, is going to say that you could take, right, the whole setting with you, even if everybody leaves. You can kind of take the, the setting with you. That's how we understand Rav Chista. But the other sheet there would be that if you that if you all leave, then you've broken that original hamotzi, you've broken that original meal, and that really the setting has to stay back. And the only time that you wouldn't have to, so again, the the uh, way the Bryce is discussing it is, it's assuming once you go out and you come back, it's like Mishana Mukum, right? Uh, so that in itself is just an interesting wrinkle, which is to say, when you leave and then come back, if you didn't leave anybody behind, it's as if you changed place. Uh, and so just the concept that a placeholder would keep the place, so to speak, keep the clock running, right, and keep your spot is in itself, you know, an interesting aspect of the halacha. Okay. So now, Rabbi Yochanan earlier held, uh, unlike Rav Chista or Rav Sheshes, he held what we call like the most machmir shita, that even if you have a chocolate bar, right, um, or rather, uh, maybe the, mo- the most makel shita, I should say, that even for a chocolate bar, you don't have to make another bracha. That even for, for a shahakal, that does not require a bracha after and before, right, even for that, um, you're still going to be able to move. Let's see. Says the Gemara. Right? The reason that the Bryce is talking about something where you'd have to make a bracha achrona, uh, right? That's because the, the Tanakam over there said that when they, when they go out, they don't have to make a bracha achrona. Right? And when they come back, that's when you don't have to, right, make the, make the, um, the new hamotzi. So says the Gemara. But things like a chocolate bar that doesn't even need a bracha achrona of a mizonos or right or a mozi, which is to say a shahako is not considered a bracha achrona in this context as we've discussed. So something like a chocolate bar, a few little rabbanim shein yotin to unin bracha lemafreya, okshein chazim to unin bracha lechatchila. 
Right? So what the Gemara is leading at is that this is going to be morning. Is that this is going to be, it's a yuftah to Rabbi Yochanan. Right? Because Rabbi Yochanan himself had said that even a chocolate bar, if you go out and come back, you're not going to have to make another bracha. And yet, we see, when we, the bracha we just quoted, showed a machlokish, whether you have to make a bracha again. In other words, again, it's Shabbos afternoon. And you're going out to Mincha. Do you have to bench? Go out to Mincha and then come back and make a moti? It's machlokas. Whether you have to do that in a case where you're not leaving anybody behind. But even within that machlokas, nobody says that if what you were doing were having, was having Shabbos party and just having, right, uh, last night at the Beis Yaakov um, uh, Middle School Science Fair, these girls were making rock candy. And one of the, it was actually very cool. We were all sitting, like a panel of four judges. And it was very professionally set up. And they had to come. It was nerve-wracking. These girls are in middle school. And they had to come in pairs and, pre- and present like a 10-minute presentation in front of a panel of judges. Usually we used to do it where like you'd have the auditorium and everybody's in front of their own thing. And then the judges walk around. Because of COVID, they had to come to us, which was great for me because I could sit. Anyway, they, they had to come to us and present. It was very nerve-wracking for them. Anyway, they're making rock candy. And um, I, I scolded them, of course, as a dentist. I had to explain to them that this is not a lachala maisa. They're making candy here. Um, I said, please, uh, please tell me you're not going to eat this rock candy because they showed us how they made it. But be that as it may, the point is, if you're eating rock candy, that's what made me think of it, then certainly, right, you're not going to have to, then, then both shitas would have to say, right, that, that you have to make a bracha achrona and then go out and come back. And the point that the Gemara and the point that we've been discussing really is the bracha rishona, right? Everybody would say that if you go, if the whole crew is having Shabbos party, they made their, they made their rock candy before Shabbos, let's say, and then having the Shabbos party and Shabbos afternoon. Then they go out to somebody's house and they all come back. Of course, you're going to make another shakal on the rock candy. Everybody holds that in the brisa. So now the Gemara is saying that that brisa, albeit having a machlokas with regards to Mizonos, is all going to agree that you have to make a bracha rishona if it was a shahakal, right? Because the brisa itself implies that they were having a real suda. But certainly if they were only having Shabbos party, they'd have to make a bracha rishona. Says the Gemara, lema to have it to the Rebbe Yochanan. The context of that brisa where they're having a machlokas only about Mizonos implies that regards to shahakal, everybody would agree that you'd have to make a bracha rishona. And that, in fact, is connected to the sheet of Rebbe Yochanan. Now, you might recall, we already said it to Yufta on the back of Kufala from Abayz, the top of Kufala from Abayz, we said, to Yufta, to Rebbe Yochanan, to Yufta. We already knocked out Rebbe Yochanan. Uh, so now we're, we're really beating up on Rabbi Yochanan. We have another Tiyuf to the Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara um, was aware of this, and the Gemara itself says, even now, Wait, didn't we already say a Tiyuf to the Rabbi Yochanan? Didn't we already give out a, punch, a knockout punch to Rabbi Yochanan, deliver a knockout blow to Rabbi Yochanan just on the last Amud? Says the Gemara, name of Nami to have a Yeah, well, here's another Tiyuf against Rabbi Yochanan. So we had a Brisa over there against Rabbi Yochanan, we have a Brisa over here against Rabbi Yochanan. The Mefarshim explained, uh, Ari Leibowitz uh, found a marker that the idea is that um, perhaps in, in these cases, if you were to find, apparently these, uh, these brysos were not yet right, ratified, so to speak, and if you were to find one of the brysos to not be fully correct, or you found it to not be authoritative, so then you have the other brysos sort of like as a spare in order to, right, in order to refute um, this idea of Rabbi Yochanan that you, um, right, because we hold, unlike Rabbi Yochanan, that you certainly would have to make a new bracha, at least on items that are shahakal, if you were Mishane Mako. Okay, so now... The Gemara answers, Amalach Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan is going to, we're going to try to still keep Rabbi Yochanan alive. This, this impressed Birnbaum. He said, it's unbelievable. Rabbi Yochanan sustains two knockout blows, and look, he's still, he's getting off the mat, right? He's, he's, he's still alive, right? You have to be perseverance here. He says like this, He says, no, it could be that the same Allah and the same Machlokes that you had by Mizonos, which we describe as something which we describe as something that the Unibrach Lachrein, it could be that the same Allah would also apply to Shabbos party and candy. It could be that they too, as Rabbi Yochanan's Shita is, would not require a new Bracha Rishona. So how would you explain the Brisa? Says Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara, right? and Rabbi Yochanan knows that the thing that makes him sound 
like it's not like his shita is this concept of akru raglayim, right? He knows that. He has to explain that because akru raglayim sounds like they're really uprooting. Uprooting makes it sound like you were rooted, right? Lakor natua, right? Is al natakor natua from akolela, right? Lakor is to uproot something which is already planted. Well, if you're planted, that means you're probably having a more serious suuda, and that's not what Shabbos part. Nobody says akru raglayim to a Shabbos party. So what is um, of Shahakal? So what's going on here? So says Rabbi Yochanan. No, the only reason that they're saying akru raglayim is lo Yehuda. Right, to teach you the strength of Rabbi Huda's position, to afil dvarm shetunim bracha lacharein, bim koman, right, right, taima, di nichu mixes chaverim. Avalo, nichu mixes chaverim, kshen yotzim tuna bracha, ukshen chosrim tuna bracha lachachila. I'm sorry, kshen yotzim tuna bracha lamafreya, ukshen chosrim tuna bracha lachachila. In other words, to teach you the chiddish of Rabbi Yehuda, which is that even when you're having a mazonos, and when you're having a suda, right, you're still going to need to make another bracha. That is, right, okay, so that is the Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda, Lodiacha Kochan de Rabbi Yehuda, right? So, in other words, even though the halacha would be that even with, right, even though the halacha would be that according to the Tanakama, in other words, the Tanakama perhaps would agree with Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda saying, the Tanakama that says that you don't need to make another bracha when you come back, so it's true that the price is talking about a case where they're having an actual suda, and that's why you don't need to make a bracha, but Rabbi Yehuda says that's not, that might not be the reason, the Tanakama might agree with me that even if we were having shahakal, you also wouldn't need to make a bracha. Why did the Brisa use the case of Akru Raglayam where they're having a suda to teach you that even Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would hold that even in that case, you need to make a bracha. Rabbi Leibowitz, uh, Shlita, brought up what I thought was a fascinating idea, uh, insight into this Gemara. And it is this idea of Now remember, what is the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda? The Shita of Rabbi Yehuda is that you have to make a bracha. That sounds like a chumrah in Hilchos Brachos. We touched on this a little bit yesterday. It sounds like a chumrah in Hilchos Brachos, that you have to make a bracha. Now normally, when we say right, when we say like right, we say that we want to bring out the Shita of the person who's matir. Right, and, and therefore that is what we would highlight. In other words, why would we want to teach Kochad to Rabbi Yehuda? Don't you think it would make more sense to Rabbi Yochanan, so to speak, right, to, te- to teach the bigger? So, so, so the answer is, he says, first of all, as we said yesterday, with brachas, every, every kula is a chomer in a sense. Like to say that it's machmer and that you have to make a bracha, it's also mekel on bracha batala, which is to say, right, it's also mekel in the sense that you're going to allow you to say the bracha. And the other thing that he said that I thought was fascinating, um, I believe he said it in, th- in this context, was the idea of Whenever, you, whenever you're saying Korach Deter Adif, and I thought this insight was, was brilliant, Korach Deter Adif makes it sound like it's, it's, oh, it's easiest, right, to teach you a kula. But he says it's not easiest to teach you a kula just because it's more makil. No. It's that which is more novel is really what we, is really, um, that which is more novel is really what is preferable. That requires, right, more analysis. That requires more knowledge, right? It, and so it's usually, typically easier to just say, oh, let's be machmir, and anybody could be machmir, right? Like if you have, you have two types of attorneys, right? You have the attorneys that will tell you, well, that could be a problem. Well, I don't need to have a law degree to tell you that anything could be a problem, right? And then you have attorneys, if you're like, you have like a startup company, who could, instead of telling you that everything could be a problem, you have an attorney who tells you, well, if we want to really get this done, we should do this, because this will be able to defend, and this will be able to navigate, right? Well, that requires a lot more knowledge and confidence of the law, right? Because that means that they know how to navigate the situation. So that's what we mean. I think it's a good analogy of what we mean when we say that those gedolim that are so great that they know the halacha and they say, we can navigate this way, instead of just saying, oh, well, let's better stay off. So obviously when you say better stay off, that's going to always be safest. But if you really know your stuff, then you can help a, right, you can help, you can help a human being navigate um, all the halachas because you know exactly wh- where all the markers are. So that could be true, Rabbi Levitz is explaining, either the chumrah or lakula. It's just whichever one is more novel. So in this particular case, it's more novel to say, perhaps, right, that you do make a bracha or that you don't make the bracha. So irrespective of which is the chumrah or which is the kula, in the case of Rabbi Yehuda, right, is, is actually more of a, 
it's more of a chiddush to say that you are going to make the bracha. Okay, so that is that is the sheet of Rebuda, and it's more of a chiddush to say that right. Anybody could say, you know what, Suffolk brachas lahakel. Right, we're just made, like just don't make a bracha, and this way you don't say bracha levatala. Rabbi Huda is saying, even though you're having a sudna, do make a bracha. Here you can make a bracha. That requires a real right confidence in your knowledge of the sugya, and that's why over here it's the odiyah kacha de Rabbi Yehuda. I thought that that was like a fascinating insight into how kach the terah adif and what that means in general. It doesn't just mean that we that we are more enamored with people who can give us kulas. It means that we're enamored with people who know their the material so well who is, that they can actually tell you something that might be counterintuitive because they understand it in the context of all. Maybe we to understand so well that we, that, that we can that we can actually navigate uh, life in the, in the in the way that the Torah prescribed for us in the best way. Okay. So now, so now we're going to bring a uh, a brisa to support Rav Chista. Tanya comes to Rav Chista. Again, do you remember what Rav Chista said? He says that when you have mizonis, ain't no right? That was like the Tanakhama. So he says, Yain here is going to be considered like mizonos, right? Because it's a very important type of, of, of drink and requires a bracha achareya. The akru raglayim, so akru raglayim is, is, is relevant, right? It's appropriate to say, So there it is, that's like Rav Chista, right? People who were drinking yain, they left, they, for mincha, whatever it is, they came back, they don't have to make another bracha. Okay, good. So now we're going to take this concept of Mishan and Makam, which was fascinating from Mechilchas Brachos, and we're going to take a previous idea that we learned two days ago. Remember we had Mechilchas from Yosi or Behuda with Poros Mapa, right? That led to Poros Mapa, whether you could continue your meal. So let's, let's review what was the case. We were saying when you're eating, let's say your Sudas Purim, on Friday, it was amazing calendrical coincidence. Can you, and you started it beheter. Rabbi Yossi says you can continue your meal and you continue until you finish. Even if it becomes Shabbos, just finish your meal. And Rabbi Yossi said, no, it's about to be Shabbos. Stop your meal in the middle. That was the machlokas. We're going to bring this machlokas, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, all the way back. And we'll bring all of our topics together in a beautiful bow as follows. Says the Gemara. Tana Rabbana. Bnei Chabura. Five lines up from the bottom of Bez and Aleph. Bnei Chabura Shemesubim. They were eating their Purim Suda on Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos, afternoon, boom, there it is, it became Shabbos. So what do they do? Bring one of them a Kiddush cup. He's going to say Kiddush. And then we're going to bring a second Kiddush cup. It's interesting, he's saying Kiddush here first, and then he's saying, So first of all, of course, it's interesting to say, why are you going to say Kiddush uh, before the Birchas Amazon? Um, is that Medafka or not? Okay, but uh, be that as it may, right? Because you would think maybe you should say Birchas Amazon first. Okay, but here they're saying saying Kiddush, say Kiddush first, and then you're going to say the Birchas Amazon on the coast. Okay, that's different Rabbi Yehuda, and then Rabbi Yossi Omer Ochel B'Holach Ad Rabbi Yossi is going to say, as he said on Daf Kuf, right, that you can continue to eat. You don't have to bench now, and you don't even have to make. Uh, uh, Kiddush now. Remember the Shita of right, the Shita of Poros Mapa Makadish was attributed to Shmuel. Right? That Shita, some said was the Shita of the Chachamim in the Yerushalmi. But in our Talmud Bavli, we didn't see that third Shita was attributed to Shmuel. So according to Shmuel, Paris Mapu Makadish meant that you have to make Kiddush right now. But according to Rabbi Yossi, who said you could continue to eat, and by the way, here it says Ad Shetechshach, which implies that at Shkia, or somewhere in Ben Hashemashos, you can continue to eat, but when it becomes really, really dark, uh, you have to stop. Some Mepharshim will say that, but others would say that no, he just means Ad Shetechshach and beyond. That's the Pashup shot is, according to Rabbi Yossi, the way we learned him in Dafkuf, is that really you could continue your meal indefinitely, so to speak, until midnight, and only once you've completed the Purim Suda do you, make, do you first make Kiddush on Friday night, even if it's at midnight. That's, that's the... Uh, Pashup shot within Rabbi Yossi. Okay. So, so then, says Rabbi Yossi, Gamru, as we turn to Kuf Bezim and Bez, once you finish the meal, so then, Kos Rishon Mibarachalav Birchas Amazon, Vaisheni Omer Lav Kedushas Hayom. Now, you'll see here, there he changes it. Rabbi Yossi says that the first cup you're going to make Birchas Amazon, and the second cup you're going to make Kiddush. So, uh, so they're consistent here with what, they're going, with what they said 
right, uh, before about with regards to whether you're allowed to continue your Purim Suda or not. Um, now, we're going to ask, why don't you just use one kos? I have to go back and look up. Let me see. Is that what uh, I, I, I didn't notice when I was first preparing it, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the topic, I think, of the, of the first Tosfos on Kof and Beis. Why is it that in the first case it says that you're making, um, that you're making Kiddush first and then, and then Berachas Amazon? And in the second case, it says that you're making first benching, right? When it goes to Rabbi Yossi and you're making in the middle of the night, it says make benching first and then say, and then say Kiddush. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, right, I think that that's what the tos, first Tosfos of Beis on Beis uh, says. Let's just say it outside. So it's intuitive. I don't know that one is reflective of, of the shita, is more reflective of the shita than the other. In other words, I don't think it's necessarily um, a reflection of what they hold with regards to whether you can continue your meal. I don't think that that's why it switches it. There's a Gearsa thing here. But, but, but let's just think outside for a second. Why would you make Birchas Muslim first and why would you make Kiddush first? This is going to become relevant to Daf Beis also. The idea of which one, get, uh, it's all, which one gets Kedimas. Because we're about to discuss towards the end of, of our Daf over here and we're going to continue to discuss tomorrow the concept of, believe it or not, Yaknahaz. Yaknahaz is coming up. It's this, the end of this stuff. It's, it's coming up right now. Oh, so, so Goranowitz finally woke up and he says, what is Yaknahaz? Yain Kiddush Ner I'm about to blow your mind, Goranowitz. The Yaknahaz is an acronym for the order with which you make the following things. Yain, Borpiragafin, then Kiddush, then Havdalah, right? Then then Borimariyash, then Havdalah, then Shechayanu. When would any of this come up? It would come up when Yantiv comes out on Motei Shabbos. Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. You do Yach Nahaz. Do you want to guess, Geronowitz, when the next Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos is going to be? Yeah. yeah, exactly. This year. And we are less than Shloshim Yom Lifnei Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. Another one of our countless Dafyomi coincidences. We just seems to be learning everything in its proper time, Baruch Hashem. So, be that as it may, that, that should be a great chizuk to you, Goranowitz, that, that, that Hashem is looking, on, looking down upon us and smiling that we're learning these, uh, these uh, sugyas in their, in their proper time. Anyway. I just got to ask you a fast question. Okay. I saw a picture of Mars. Now, let's say, <laughs> let's say we're living on Mars. How, yeah. do we, how do we know when Passover is? Right. I feel like I'm living on Mars sometimes over here. Um, right. How do you know when Passover is? International dateline issues. We should have a separate day devoted to international dateline. It's one of the topics I'm obsessed with. But how, how is Manim going to be handled uh, in, in a vacuum? There is, in Mars, there isn't even a Minogamokam yet established. So which Zman are we going to go by? I don't know. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the Gadolim. I bet you they're going to say that Mars goes by Yerushalayim's Manim. That's just going to be my guess. But it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an almost relevant question. Okay. So, so now, so now, oh, so I was going to say this far. Why would you make, oh, so why would you make, kid, why would you make Berchos Amazon first? So we're going to see with Yak Nahaz, right? We're going to see with priority of Brachos. So always you have to think, whenever you think of priority of Brachos, you, you want to stick in Tadir Rishayinot, Tadir, Tadir Kodim. So, which is to say, whichever you do most often, you mostly do first. Why you would do that, which you do most often first, is in itself a discussion, right? Um, Andrew will tell you that he thinks that consistency is the name of the game, the importance of consistency. When you're doing something consistently, then you should always give that priority, okay? Um, and so, but which, which do you do first? Bechos Muslim or Kiddush? Um, so let's say that could be a reason. I, it would make sense also to make Bechos Muslim. To me, that makes the most sense. You make Bechos Muslim because you're finishing your Suda. And then you make Kiddush afterwards because that's when you're starting your next Suda. That seems to be the most sensical approach. First, finish by benching. And have your kosher shell bracha benching, and then and then make kiddush right afterwards. However, well, I think what Tosos and Kavbeis and Beis is pointing out, because I just I uh, took a peek at it, is saying that you're not also lit on bleak kiddush. Don't forget, if you already have a chiv of let's say this, let's say we're going back, now, we're not in Motzei Shabbos yet, but it could be true for Motzei Shabbos also. So, let, so so let's just because we have some extra time, let's just discuss a little bit. If it's Friday night and you're eating your 
Purim Suda, right? So then as the Chiv of Kiddush approaches, maybe you can't continue if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda that you have to stop. So maybe it is totally in the Machlokas. If you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, uh, maybe it is totally in the Machlokas. Because if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda that you have to stop, that means that Shabbos has come. Purim is over. I don't care that you started the Suda's Purim better. Purim is over. So now Purim is over. Shabbos has come. We can't do anything until we make Kiddush. And therefore, within Rashidah's Rabbi Yehuda, who says that you do have to stop, you make the Kiddush first. And then you make the Birchas HaMazon. Ah, because you can't make the you can't make the Borbir Gafen on the Birchas HaMazon cup because without making Kiddush, because Shabbos already came. Of course it's Salah Rashidah. Okay, I apologize for thinking that maybe it didn't. This, is, this makes perfect sense, right? Because there, the contrast is, if you hold like Rabbi Yossi, which says that you could just continue your Suda, so then you're still in Purim mode, right? And therefore, even though Shabbos came, that has not interrupted us at all. We're not breaking stride. We're in Purim mode all the way. We are going to make a Birchas HaMazon, uh, and we're going to make the coat, the Bori Pergafen, and the coast of the Birchas Amazon. And then, only after we finish the Birchas Amazon, now we can talk about Shabbos, and then we're going to make Kiddush on the second cup. So, actually, we see that the switch of whether you make Birchas Amazon and, um, and, and, uh, first, or you make the, right, the way that you make the Bori Pergafen and the Birchas Amazon first, or in Kiddush first, is going to be reflected, perhaps, on the Ashita of whether the Suda continues or the Suda is interrupted, so to speak, by the coming on of Shabbos. Okay. Fascinating. So we thought it, we thought it through and I was able to finally arrive at a possible shot in this Gemara. So thanks for your patience, guys. Okay. Be as it may, the Gemara asks, Amai, why do we have these two cups of, of uh, grape juice in my case or wine in everyone else's case altogether? Let's just use one cup. And whether you're making the Rechaz Muslim first with Alakos or the Kiddush Alakos, just use the same Kos. Okay. The Rashman thinks only Rabbi Yossi would ask this. Rashman thinks it's only Kashi, Kashi according to Rabbi Yossi. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda is going to, for sure, um, why does Rashman think that this is only according to Rabbi Yossi? Um, uh, why would only Rabbi Yossi ask this? Why does Rashman say that? He's going on the other line, the first line. Oh, on the first line? Oh, oh yeah, what we said he before? Who is that sheet? Uh-huh, okay. That sheet of Rabbi Yossi, you said, you don't have to stop. Right. 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 So he thinks it's a Kiddush. Okay. Right. But he says, if you did Paris Mapa, says the Rashbam, it's the first Rashbam in Kapazim Basin. If you did Paris Mapa and Kiddush, Rabbi Yossi would be Moda, right? The Koshkin, the Shafit Fay, the Ilate Mahachi, El Dafkam, Rabbi Yossi, Rishon, Mivarachal, Abrikos, and Mazan. Okay. In Kain, Shmuel, Amar Kaman. Okay. Fine. So he's going on that first part. Fine. So that's actually what we were just talking about before. Okay. So why would you make it among Kos? So Amar of Hun, Amar of Sheshis. The reason why you wouldn't make it on one coast is because you don't say two types of Kiddush, one being, right, one being a, uh, really on, uh, on, on um, a benching and the other one really being Kiddush. It's not really two Kiddushos, but he means two mitzvahs in this context, right? One is benching and one is Kiddush. But what's the reason? My time up. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Are you kidding me? There he is again. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Because we don't perform the mitzvahs in bundles. Rashbam, first wide line in the Rashbam, three words, the Mechzi It looks like you're trying to chaparayim. It looks like you're beat your cheap, your cheap's case. Like the mitzvahs are a burden on you, says the Rashbam. Which is to say, why should I pour two cups of wine when I could just be more efficient and use one? That makes it seem, if you're trying to be efficient, it makes it seem like you're looking at the mitzvahs as a burden. Only person who views it as a burden tries to make things more efficient. If you're loving every mitzvah and you're savoring it, then you would love nothing more than to have the two separate cups of wine for the two mitzvahs. The Gemara asks below that. 
Oh, she's saying, so, so, right, sometimes you have competing considerations. That's what the Gemara is going to say. Look at this. Let's go in other cases, and let's see if we're always saying that we don't want to have multiple cups. So let's say a guy comes to the house, and now we're going to say Motzei Shabbos. He comes to his house on Motzei Shabbos. So then you do the familiar, right, Right, we're, we're used to doing the basamim and then the meorayish, but there's a whole discussion on which you would do uh, first, right? Uh, why, do you, why do you do the or first? And afterwards, here's the Rashbam, third wide line, right? In Masechus Brachos, we said, First you say, And then you say, So that's how our, uh, even though that's not our uh, common practice, that's uh, how our Gemara is going according to that Shita. Okay, and then you say, at the end, and he's explaining the reason, even the Rashbam, because we know the Rashbam is more verbose than Rashi. The Rashbam is going to spell out more things. He's going to say, The reason we say, at the end, is because, Be that as it may, and says the, right, and then we say in the price of if you only have one mazon, you leave the cup until after you finish, right, the meal, and then you use that same cup for because of mazon. Uh, what's the order here? This is Malava Malka. You're first making, right, a Havdallah on a kos, and then you're leaving that kos to use for benching for Malava Malka. And then he links all of those brachas, right, uh, to the Birchas Amazon afterwards. Uh, this is a fascinating, this is a fascinating brysa. Because again, first of all, it's, it, it's allowing the Havdalah kos to be used for Melava Malka benching. Abari Leibowitz, Shlita points out, this shows you to a certain extent the prominence and importance of, use, of benching ala kos, right? Because we're kind of making Havdalah, we said al hakos. I mean, we are making Havdalah ala kos. And so, and on top of Havdalah ala kos, we have the brach of the Bori Meraish and the Bori Minebusamim that we're attaching to this and as the language of the Bryce itself implies, we're taking all of those brachos and we're kind of leaving them hanging and suspended in the air like a matzo ball until we make the bori priyagafen on the brachos hamazon alakos. In other words, making brachos hamazon alakos is so important that if you only had one cup of wine, you would not make the bori, you would wait and, and make the bori priyagafen for havdala only after you already finished malava malka. Right, in order to be able to use that Borei uh for the Birchas HaMazon Alakos. So that is truly fascinating, um, Braisa. And in fact, a very strong illustration of, of in fact, the fact that you use the same Kos Yain, right, both for Havdalah and for Birchas HaMazon. Why is that, Braisa, not a problem of Enos in Mitzvah's Chavilos Chavilos, asks the Gemara. To which the Gemara answers, Enlo Shiny. Yeah, that, that's a case where he, only ha- he doesn't have another cup of wine. And since he doesn't have another cup of wine, we do away with this idea of Ein Osin Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. Shows you some of the Svara, in a sense, right? Because if the whole reason of Ein Osin Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos is because you want to spare yourself the time or the money of the extra grape juice or whatever, you want to be more efficient with your resources and your time, so then that is inappropriate because we don't want the mitzvahs to look like a burden. But if, in fact, this is the only cup of grape juice you have, so then you're really motivated out of necessity and it's not an issue of Ein Osin Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. I think that's fascinating also because you would think that uh, there's a Marasayan component, right? That, like, if people don't know whether you have or you don't have, that you wouldn't want it to look like Osir Mitzvah Chavilos Chavilos. And yet, we see the implication here that it has a lot to do with your intent, regardless of how it looks, which in itself is, is fascinating. So it's sort of like a more internal uh, halacha than you would think in terms of what internally the person is thinking and his kavana is with respect to Ein Osir Mitzvah Chavilos Chavilos. Anyway, so the Gemara is saying this is a case where he has no other cup, and so he has no recourse, and so we do away with Ein Osir Mitzvah Chavilos Chavilos. To which the Gemara asks, Vayom Tov Shechalios Achar Shabbos the Islay. But there is a case like this year, A, right, where you certainly have the enough wine. Why do we know that we have enough wine? Because this Gemara is talking about what? Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos, exactly like our year. And we already said in the Mishnah that even the Tamchui is going to give you enough wine. So even if you're an Ani that didn't have wine, you're going to get wine for, for Dal Kosos, 
Ah, and despite the fact that we know that you have enough wine for Dalkosis, or Amarav, Rav said, Yaknaha. Here he doesn't, he didn't, this is the part of Yain, Kiddush, Ner, Havdalah. You make it all in one cup, right? Amri, middle, and say as follows. So the Gemara answers, right? So Yaknaha implies that you're using the same cup, even though we have, a, uh, uh, we have enough wine for a second cup, we use the same cup for Yain and Kiddush and for the Havdalah. So isn't that a problem of Enos and Mitzvah, Chavilos, Chavilos, even in a context where you do have more wine? Says the Gemara, Amri, Midila, Amar, Zman, right? Since, he did, since we didn't mention Shechiyonu, we called it Bishvi Shopesach Haskinon. That must be, aha, notice, we didn't say Yaknahaz, we said Yaknaha. Must mean, this is not the Seder night. This is the second time around. This is Erev Pesach Sheni, meaning not Erev Pesach Sheni, Erev second days of Pesach. <laughs> Erev second days of Pesach that the Chaliyos B'Shabbos. Okay, so by then he's drink, he already drank last week the Dal Kosa. So maybe in fact that is the case. The fact that he says Yaknaha is teaching you that in fact he didn't have a second cup of wine at his disposal. And therefore it is consistent with the idea that when you don't have more wine, you can in fact use the same Kos for Havdalah and for Kiddush. Aha. The Gemara says that can't be. Why? We know that that price is talking about Yontavrishon. Why the Islay, where he does in fact have wine? Why? Because even when it is Yontavrishon, Amar Abaye, Yakzin Naha. The Rav Amar Yaknahaz. We paskin like Rava that we say Yaknahaz. Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalah Zman. And we know that there's a machlokes Abaye and Rava with regards to whether you say right Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalah Zman or Yain Kiddush Zman Ner Havdalah. Well, the very presence of this machlokes implies that it's Yontiv Rishon because you're saying Eshayach Yanu. And the fact that it's Yontiv Rishon implies that you have enough uh, wine or grape juice because by definition on Yontiv Rishon you're getting enough from the Tamchoi. And still says the Gemara we are going to. Uh, allow you to use the same kos for the yain and the kiddush and the havdalah. Aha. So how could it be that we are allowing you certainly to use the same yaknahaz for kiddush, the same cup for both kiddush and for havdalah? Don't we have the problem of ain't osin mitzvos chavilos chavilos? To that the Gemara answers lundus el havdalah v'kiddush chad milsahi birchas amazon v'kiddush trey millionin hu brisk right it is trey dinim birchas amazon and kiddush are two different themes havdalah and kiddush are the same theme. What does it mean? Avdal and Kiddush are the same theme. So, that's what that's what uh, the Rashbam explains that Kiddush Avdal Chadam Milsi Tervayim Mishum Kedushas Yomim Tovim Dinu. Right, that even when you're saying Havdala, right, you're saying Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lachol, right, Havdala Atma Umaskir Kedushas Yontiv. The Hamavdil it happens to be that the amazing bracha that we say when we say Yaknahaz, we'll be saying this year on Erev Pesach Shachalios B'Shabbos Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lachodesh. Right, Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lachodesh is talking about highlighting not only the Kedusha of Yontif that's to come, but Kedusha of Shabbos before us. So therefore, Havdalah and Kiddush both do what? Highlight the Kedusha Sayom, even though it's bookends. And therefore, it's not really mitzvahs chavilos chavilos to use one cup for that. And therefore, it's not really an expression. It's chadam mitzvah, so to speak, to use it both for Kiddush and Havdalah, as opposed to Birchas Amazon. That's a different thing. The Kosha Birchas of Birchas Amazon is a different theme. And therefore, the Birchas Amazon cup and the Kiddush cup should not be used as, as may no mitzvahs chavilos chavilos, but should rather be used for two separate cups. So we'll pick up here and the two dots to lo- second line up from the bottom with more uh, issues involving the Yom Tov Shachalios uh, Achar Shabbos. So I would imagine everybody who's here now for the Minyan, knowing that this year it's going to be Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov Shachalios Shabbos is going to feel compelled to come because it is so relevant to us this year, Bezrat Hashem.